Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. What's up? It's Joe Melendres, and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission for your life. Yo, we got a great show planned for you today. Today's theme is Miracles Still Happen. Make some noise right now if you need a miracle in your life. I'm praying for unusual miracles during this new season of life. The good news is my wife and I actually experienced, encountered, and received a miracle on March 31st, 2020. That's right. We welcomed baby Anthony Joseph into the world. We're so grateful for him. And yes, life is a miracle. But I know so many other people are praying for healing. They're praying for financial breakthrough. They're praying for provision, for hope. Y'all, we need miracles. And you know who is the source of all miracles? Is God. It's Jesus. So I want to let you know that I'm praying for you and all of your families. And if you're just tuning into the Mission Driven Podcast for the first time, welcome. Stop by anytime. The goal of this podcast is to move you forward in your mission to make disciples, as well as accept specific missions that God has on your life. So during every episode, I like to encourage you with a mission tip. Today's mission tip is brought to you by Hallow, the Catholic prayer and meditation app. It's officially the number one Catholic app in the app store, and it's helping people to pray and meditate worldwide. I use this app almost every night before I go to sleep. It totally helps me calm down, stay focused on God and his word. It's a game changer. So feel free to download the app in the app store and actually get three months free when you use discount code MISSIONDRIVEN, all caps, one word. I'll have a link in the show notes. Okay, today's mission tip. Listen up, write it down. God always delivers. I'm going to say it one more time. God always delivers. You ever wonder what it was like to follow Jesus around? Do you think he had a pretty intense schedule? Was it more spirit-led? I often wonder about the miracles. What about all the stories that did not make it into the Bible? It says in John 21, 25, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Whoa, my goodness. The unwritten miracles of Jesus. I want to know about those. Jesus did so much in his three-year ministry and was full of miracles. He had a limitless supply. Jesus came to heal, to restore, to bless, and to deliver hope to the world. His entrance in the world and exit from the world were miracles as well. You see, God always delivers but it might not be on your timetable. For example, Lazarus died and was in the tomb for four days. Jesus could have gone to heal Lazarus when he heard he was sick, but he waited a few days and then left. 
An even bigger miracle came out of this story when Jesus woke Lazarus from the dead. You see, Mary and Martha, Lazarus' sisters, didn't see it coming. Jesus' followers who were with him the whole time didn't fully understand it. But when it happened, everybody knew God had delivered. So whatever you're going through in your life right now, have confidence that God will deliver. So today's mission tip, God always delivers. Okay, I'm pumped for today's episode. Next up is Word of the Day with my wife, Noel Melendrez, followed by our mission-driven guest. You don't want to miss it. He's a Catholic magician. His name is John Carlo Bernini. Then a special break it down with a new track I found while on a run. I can't wait to tell you all about it. So keep it locked right here. Miracles still happen. Mission-driven podcast. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. This is Word of the Day with my wife, Noelle Melendrez, and we are sitting outside today because our baby is sleeping and we didn't want to move him. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do what you gotta do. We're on the patio outside, the birds are chirping, it's a vibe, we're in sunny California, Um, and it's actually cool because I think it might set the scene for the scripture verse we're about to read, because this happened outside. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Um, Luke 9, verses 10 through 17. Noel, take it away. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who, who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We have only five loaves of bread and two fish unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About five thousand men were there. But he said to to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Wow. Now that's a miracle story right there. Feeding of the 5,000. Feeding of 5,000. We're going to be talking about this story through the SOAP method, which stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Noel just read the scripture, and we're going to talk about some observations. Um, I'll go ahead and start that off. Um, I, w- what struck me was that Jesus' disciple prepared for the miracle to happen. They got people in groups of 50. They figured out how much they had, how many pieces of bread, what, what they could do. Then um, when Jesus told them what to do, they listened to him. And then even the miracle happened. And then afterwards, they collected the leftovers. So they were like preparing for and setting up Jesus for the green light to proceed. And then afterwards, not just like the miracle happened. This is amazing. Let's go crazy. They're like, no, we're going to continue our mission. But I love what Jesus said. He said uh, in the beginning, he says, 
he's there's telling him like hey we should send them home they need to go eat and then he says you give them something to eat so there's kind of like this empowerment that jesus had to them but then they had to step up with what they could do to support jesus mm-hmm. yeah i was noticing that too about the the 50 i never really paid attention to how he had them group them yeah so i think it's interesting that you latched on to that yeah. part of it um for me oddly enough i mean i've read this scripture for so many times and i think that's the interesting thing about scripture is that you read it and it speaks to you in different ways depending on where you are in your life and for some reason i was really latching on to the first part more than the actual miracle itself where it said that he took the you know apostles with him and they withdrew by themselves so Mm. he was trying to withdraw yeah but the crowds found out about it and they followed him and even though he was trying to withdraw and trying to have that alone time or trying to kind of go away from the crowd he still welcomed them Mm -hmm. talked to them and healed everybody who needed healing yeah i love it because, yeah, I mean, Jesus is trying to kind of escape. Because he knows. We hear it many times that Jesus withdraws to pray. Right. Um, but in this case, he's not going to deny people that need healing. Or, hey, there's... The crazy thing is this. Can you imagine just 5,000 people just following you? Yeah. You know, in that case? And the fact that they're not concerned about, you know, sleeping, food. They're just like, they just want to be there, you know? Yeah. So I think with that... I think Jesus will always, he, he will always deliver one, but two, it just, it shows his compassion, you know? Yeah. Um, like his, both his humanity and his divinity. Yeah. Wow. I love it. That's such a great thing. I'm glad this, the spirit, uh, had you connect to that. That's beautiful. So now we'll move into application, how it applies to our lives. Um, so I said, I need to continue to position myself in a way that allows miracles to occur to do what Jesus is asking me to do and stay obedient even till after the miracle happens. I said, I want to be a part of what God is doing. That's well, kind of like what you were saying with preparation. Like, are you preparing your mind and your heart and your body? And are you prepared to receive what God mm-hmm. wants to give you? Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be a preparation for it. It's yeah. not like Jesus couldn't have just hoof made the bread appear I think it was probably a teaching moment more than anything by having the apostles be a part of it and being a, and like you said, kind of setting it up. Yeah. It's not that he needed them to do that. It's that he he brought them in and was teaching them something about it. You know, it was more than just the miracle. Um, I kind of again went back to that beginning part um, for my application. Um, kind of the call to serve, even when we want to withdraw. Mm. Um, it can be challenging and we're kind of in a challenging season because we're all being asked to kind of withdraw yeah and and I think as you withdraw like the like you know we're in quarantine and you know or we're stay-at-home orders and it can kind of be easy for everybody to like for our world to feel smaller and smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. and it like made me think like well how is God calling me to still serve um, and to still reach out to people and 
reach out to others? Like, how can I continue to experience miracles, like small miracles, even in this current state of being withdrawn? Like, do it, like, I don't want to give in to that because if God is calling me elsewhere, then I need to respond to that, you know, and even just how I interact with with you as my husband, with our kids, with our family members, or just reaching out to people who maybe are withdrawing themselves, yeah. you know, a yeah. lot of people are feeling that right now, yeah. feeling like they're alone or yeah. more melancholy or depressed or, yeah. or just, you know, more withdrawn. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about community and how it's so important, even you know, Jesus is in community as he's withdrawing. You know, he's got his support around him. And I think that's a lot of times when we isolate ourselves, we can be in a position for the devil to lie to us, say things that aren't true, to, to make us feel less than who we are. And that's how you can easily go down to a, a darker place. Um, so, awesome. Let's say a prayer, because I think Anthony is starting to wake up. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Let's pray. Uh, in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, um, we pray to be open to your miracles. Um, we pray that we can be obedient to do all that you request for us to do. Lord, we are praying for healing in our land, in our world, for those who are sick, for those who are serving. Lord, we just want to be a light um, for, for the world right now. We need to uh, do what you ask us to do, to continue where you left off and let the Holy Spirit lead us every step of the way. We just lift up anyone who's feeling withdrawn or down or depressed or anxious. We know that this is a challenging season for everybody in some way, shape, or form. And we just ask that your peace and your comfort can come into all of our lives. Yes. Give us the strength we need to continue each day yes. to be open to how we can come out of that state of feeling like we maybe want to withdraw and be more present for others and be more present in the way that you want us to be. Yes. In Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. All right. That was Word of the Day, Luke 9, verses 10 through 17. Mission Driven Podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Today's Mission Driven guest has astounded international audiences with an incredible magic show experience. With multiple national television and radio appearances under his belt, including Penn & Teller's Fool Us and the Jennifer Fulweiler Show, he has also produced and starred in a street magic TV show called Beyond Illusion. He is currently touring worldwide, and believe me, it's an act you do not want to miss. He loves Jesus, and he now shares a new perspective on faith and what it means to seek truth. Let's give a big mission-driven welcome to Giancarlo Bernini. Hey, bro. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, you're coming to us from Texas, is that right? That's right, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm based in Dallas. Right now, I'm actually down in the uh, Rio Grande Valley uh, with my parents, but uh, I'm, I'm in Dallas most of the time. Texas love. Let's do it. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad um, you're here, bro. You are probably one of the most unique guests I've ever had on the show. And honestly, I don't 
I don't have many magician friends. It's so cool to say I have a friend not only who loves Jesus, but who's a magician. Where did this all start? Let's start off with your faith. Where and, and when did, did you start growing in your faith and want to start sharing it? Yeah. So I was very much into uh, apologetics and okay. uh, things when I was like in high school. Uh, you know, my, my, I was born and raised Catholic, but uh, my whole life has been kind of like uh, uh, very much trying to seek truth uh, intellectually. Uh, you know, the emotional side of faith came to me way later. For me, it was always more, it was, I was a very like uh, argumentative kid. I was into like debate. I was into like, you know, I just wanted to know, to, to know the right answers to everything. And uh, so I started studying apologetics and I, I learned how to uh, explain and understand the faith as well as I could. And yet I didn't have a strong actual relationship with Jesus. You know, it's that whole thing. Uh, Thomas Aquinas talks about, you know, the difference between knowing of God and loving God. And it's, yeah. it's better to love God than to, than to know God. Mm. And it wasn't until college that, you know, I started joining a Bible study group and uh, ministry in college that I realized that there is a whole dimension of my faith that I'm completely missing out on because I'm so focused on understanding and knowing. Uh, and everyone around me seemed to have the joy and the peace of, of knowing Christ. And wow. I didn't have that because wow. I was always focused on, on knowing. Wow. Man, that's incredible. And I know that you um, you attended an axe retreat as well. How old were you when you attended an axe retreat? An axe retreat, for those of you that don't know, it stands for Adoration, Community, Theology, and Service. Um, it's the retreat that changed my life when I was 15 years old. Um, but a lot of people in Texas have attended. So what was that experience like for you? How old were you? Yeah, so I was uh, a junior in high school. Okay. So that was kind of like uh, right before I went to college college, you know, a little over a year before I went to college, it was kind of right at that tipping point, that transition, uh, where, where I, it was an incredible experience in that I, for the first time encountered that, uh, there were other people who, uh, not only knew and thought and cared about things as deeply as I did, um, theologically, but also actually lived it out. And that's when I started kind of, you know, that's when I, that's when it was kind of open to me that like, you know, there's a whole relationship. There's something different about it. I didn't get it at first. I didn't get, I didn't understand it at, at the time, but I knew there was something different there. And, and like I said, it was in, in, in college that I realized, Oh, what the difference is that they're pursuing a relationship here mm. um, on top of the intellectual understanding. Wow. So you're in college, you have this spark of faith. You want to, to really know God. And then where does magic just, come in how how when did you realize you wanted to start pursuing magic what magicians did you look up to where'd that all start oh man so uh it's kind of it's funny because i it started uh when i was about nine years old my dad showed me this card trick and for me my magic and uh if, if i look at the like kind of like the story of my life so far i can i can tell it in terms of magic and how i've been interested in magic i can tell it in terms of faith and like where i was in my faith and it wasn't until uh uh, late in college, that two actually became very like merged together. So going back to nine years old, my dad showed me a card trick, and I would uh, go and volunteer at local uh, went to a local children's cancer clinic and put on magic shows in the lobby there for the patients. Wow! Uh, and that's when I really, really understood that magic at first was kind of like a hey, look at this cool thing I can do. And then when I saw that it was able to like distract um, 
them from kind of like the, you know, the situation they were in and bring them joy in a situation where there was a lot of anxiety. That's when I realized, you know, this has a much further reaching impact than just me showing you a card trick and being like, hey, look at this cool skill. Uh, this is actually an art form that impacts people and resonates with them and brings them joy in a really unique way. Yeah. And so I started kind of seeking that and crafting that and um, started doing high, uh, shows in high school. Uh, in college, I did a ton of fundraiser for different student organizations. And then, uh, you know, right senior year, you know, I was like, do I, do I want to go to grad school? Do I want to keep, you know, try to find a regular nine to five job or do I want to actually pursue this thing? And the Penn and Teller thing happened. And that's when it, uh, that happened my senior year. And being on that show just kind of validated, like, maybe this is something that's worth pursuing. Maybe this is something I can actually do. So tell us about uh, that so show. Like, For those that don't know Penn and Teller, they're legendary magicians in Vegas. They have, they've had like shows standing for years out there. Um, how did that show come about? Um, that sounds so exciting. Yeah. So, so Penn and Teller are these legends in magic. And what you do is you go on the show and you try to do a trick with them that they can't figure out. And basically if they can't figure out how the trick works, then you, you win. Wow. And I had a, uh, a trick that I thought could fool them. And I thought just on a whim, I'm like, I'm just going to pitch this. Uh, and, and they didn't take it. And I wanted to know, and it was funny because they, they contacted me and they said, Hey, we're interested in it. And we talked about it. And then I didn't hear back from them. I was like, huh, I wonder why. Um, there's this guy, his name is Brent who, uh, really knows the show well and I contacted him like hey can you help me fix this trick up to pitch it again next year so that I can see if uh, we can make this better and he goes oh that trick won't work on that show not at all he's like let me see what all the other stuff you've done and so I send him like a bunch of different tricks and he goes this one this is the one you should send um and it was the thing with a time machine and so we worked on that for for months and I pitched it and they started you know emailing me with hey we're not booking you for the show yet but if uh if we do book you, you know, when would you be available to fly out to come film? And right. if we do book you, uh, how how long will it uh, take to to ship all the all the props and all that? And so uh, they had me going like that for a couple months, and then finally, uh, it was in March of 2019. Uh, they were like, well, in January of 2019, they were like, hey, we'll fly you out in March. Come come out and so it's like a the year, episode. it was a year, crazy, one year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. Um, it was right. It was my last semester of college. Uh, it all just kind of happened. Bro, that's so cool. And so you fooled him. Uh, no, unfortunately, did not fool them. Oh, uh, so close. But they very close. They they're incredibly smart guys. Um, but and that was the thing. That was the thing I didn't understand at the time is that when you uh, are pitching your tricks to these guys the producers are the ones who are watching it mm. and they don't necessarily want a trick that's going to fool Penn and Teller. They want a trick that's going to make entertaining television. Got it. And so that's, and that's what Brent had explained to me. The first trick I pitched, I was sure could fool them and, and they didn't take it because it wasn't entertaining TV. Uh, it was, it was too complicated yeah. because it was, you know, I was trying to fool them. And, and, and this, this time machine thing, you know, I, I, I didn't think it, it was going to, you know, I wasn't sure if it would fool them. It was like a 50, 50 for me but they took it because it was, it was entertaining TV. And that's what I didn't understand at the time uh, wow. going into it. Wow. And so this, this experience really kind of solidified, Hey, you know what? I think I want to keep stepping in this direction. I'm going to pursue magic a bit further. 
And so you do a combination of magic shows, just straight magic. And then you also do faith and magic shows together. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because that, that's the, uh, to me, magic is just such an interesting art because I feel like no matter how I do it, there's a way to bring the gospel into it no matter where I am. So when I'm doing what I would call a secular show um, and I'm not uh, you know, explicitly talking about my faith, I still have the opportunity to say, you know, uh, truth, beauty, and goodness are uh, the reason that I think magic is appealing to people. Because, you know, when I do a trick for you it, it, and, it, and, it's, and you don't understand how it works, like, why does that give you joy? Right. And, and, and what I found out after a while is like people aren't don't get joy from magic because they're fooled by the trick, you know, because that's just supposed to. I mean, honestly, that's just fr- frustrating when you don't understand how something works. It's, it's right. annoying to yeah. not understand something. Yeah. So why would it give you joy? I realized, you know, because what a magic trick is doing is it's giving you an illusion presented theatrically in an entertaining way. Illusions are all about discerning what's true and what's not. Uh, theater is all about showcasing something in a beautiful manner and entertainment is about doing something good for someone else. And so when those three things come together, then you have this explosion of wonder and joy. Mm. Um, and so, and so magic, I think gives people joy and wonder, not because of the puzzling nature of it, but because of the way that it combines truth, beauty, and goodness in a way that most other art forms, uh, can't do as tangibly. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, a way that I can, you know, share the gospel, you know, because Thomas Aquinas and, uh, you know, now, well, nowadays, you know, Bishop Barron is always talking about truth, beauty, and goodness and, and the transcendentals. Um, and that's, it. in my head, that's how I'm sharing the gospel. Even when I'm in a situation where I'm not explicitly talking about Jesus, I'm doing like some corporate event or some party, mm-hmm. I'm still sharing truth, beauty, and goodness. And I feel that when people encounter those three things, um, even if it's, you know, imperceptibly, their hearts are being reoriented back towards being more open to the gospel. Yeah. Just by being exposed to truth, beauty, goodness. I really love what you said about, you know, it's kind of everyone can watch you do a trick and be wowed. Whereas like uh, music, some people are like, well, I don't really like that style of music. I don't like that song. So they check out. But if they're watching you and you do a trick and like, dude, how did he do that? You know, it's it gets everybody, which is really unique because there are not a lot of art forms that are like that, that are so instant in grabbing people like that, which is really special. But to think about to grab people like that and then to sprinkle Jesus into it, it's like, whoa, that just made it, you know, 10 times better. Um, it's so awesome. I know that we met. Um, this past year, an event um, in Los Angeles um, called Christian Service for Life. And there were about like 6,000 um, middle schoolers from all over uh, LA area. And I was so impressed that with your, your, your show, it was so cool. Um, how many events like this have you done? And what have been some like some highlights for you and seeing reactions from um, the youth that you served? Yeah, so so that was that was crazy because I like I said I graduated in May, uh, started doing it full time in August, and this is in November. We did, you know this event came up, and at the time, the biggest show that I'd ever done was about eight hundred people, um, was, was was the largest audience I ever performed for, and then this is seven thousand or yeah, it was like six thousand middle schoolers, 
uh, plus, you know, all the, all the teachers and stuff. It was somewhere between six, 7,000 people. It was just a ridiculous jump. Yeah. Um, and, and so quickly too. Yeah. Um, and it really, like I said, all of this solidifying, you know, there is a place for this ministry. There yeah. is a place for this here because, uh, I, there's not a lot. I don't personally know anyone in the Catholic world who is using illusions as a way to share the gospel. Um, and there's a, there's clear, clearly it's, it's connecting with people because if, you know, if I, if, if this event here or NCYC, um, as well, and you were there also with, yeah. uh, at, at NCYC, um, you know, what was that? 20, 25,000. Yeah. So that's for, in, that's in November. I think Christian service for life was in October. Oh, that was October. You're right. I'm sorry. That was October. And then and November, November, a month later, you go to 25,000 in the, uh, the Lucas oil stadium. And I was just like thrilled that I got to see both of those experiences for you. That was so cool. Those are like the two, two milestones in my, in my, I guess, performance career, not only the biggest events, but also ones that really had an impact and said, you know what, there is a place for this ministry. So yeah, it's really cool. You, you've been, you've been at, at both of those. And when I think back to those events, uh, um, you, you, you've been a, a, a you know, you were, gave me a lot of good advice too as well. Cause I'm very, I'm still very new to the whole, this whole thing. And, and, uh, and I really appreciated you being there because you, you know, you, you know what you're doing and, and this is just such a, such a crazy, you know, being a, a Catholic, like evangelist, but also artist. Yeah. It's a crazy experience sometimes. Totally. Yeah. And I think that the, the theme of this show is going to be miracles still happen. And I've heard it said that, when God wants something to happen, when it's God's time, you can't stop it. But when it's not God's time, you can't force it. And I always say you'll know by the fruit. If it's producing good fruit, it's glorifying God, um, it's, you're going in the right direction. And I feel that the fruit that you're bearing from your ministry is good. And it's very uh, visible because, you know, to go from, you know, just graduating college to go from the Penn and Teller to Jen Fulweiler show to having your own show that you curate to now speaking to 25,000 kids within a year. Only God can do stuff like that. You know, um, it's easy for us to say, Oh, what's the talent that, uh, that brought people in, but it's really God. He can press the fast forward button at any time. And that's, that's so powerful. So have you in your life, I mean, you're, 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 you're sharing illusions, you're doing magic, you're incorporating the gospel, but have you witnessed or encountered any miracles or know of any miracles from people, um, maybe your family or friends um, that you could, you could share about? Yeah. So I, uh, have personally, uh, when we think of the word miracles, uh, we don't, uh, a lot of times we have this connotation of, you know, some big supernatural events. Um, you know, we've all heard of the, the great stories of saints and I haven't encountered anything, uh, like that personally. Uh, but I have experienced what I would call, um, moments in life where I, it's just so clear that God is at work right here, right now, mm. changing hearts, moving people. Um, I, there, there have been situations and conversations where, uh, just everything kind of falls into place place and uh and i can't i can't really go into into really specifics with this one but you know people who have very you know hardened hearts um not because of uh anything uh that anyone says or that i say or the context of the situation but 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 you know god 
you you know that God did something there. Wow. You know, kind of like those uh, uh Saul to Paul conversion stories, like yeah. like we hear in, in scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we those things that still happened, right? And maybe it's not with a blinding flash of light, like it happened in in in, in scripture with Paul, but but those stories of people who you know have such hardened hearts, and then they come to be to to become some of the greatest evangelists of our time. Those things still happen. I yeah. think extremely often and we're not always aware of it yeah no totally and i think this is we're recording this during the quarantine season um it's in april of 2020 and it's an unusual season in life for all of us but i also think that god's going to do unusual miracles during this time within our lives and within the world and i think we need to be on the lookout for them and one of the things that i always always thought about in high school as I was really getting into my faith is I was reading stories of, you know, people following Christ right after, you know, he resurrected and the conversion stories and how they would just pray over people and they'd be instantly healed and they'd cast out demons. And, and I was like, why aren't we doing that every day? Like why, if someone's got a broken arm, why don't we pray over that person? And why don't we, so I think, you know, we have, the Holy Spirit inside of us, but are we utilizing it to the full potential? Are we unleashing it and really letting God out in our daily life? And I think yeah. that can, you know, bring forth even more fruit and more miracles from God. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a faith thing, right? It's like, do we really, do we really believe that this stuff can happen? Um, I remember one time I was doing a show. Um, you know, I started. I started putting together my quote unquote Catholic show where I, you know, how I share the gospel and with my testimony and mm-hmm. the apologetics and all that. And I, I had that all together and I'd been doing it at a couple of churches. And at first it was like, well, like I'm really feeling the Holy spirit here. And then after a couple of months, uh, it started to get a little bit routine. Mm. And I, I felt like sometimes, you know, I stepped off stage and it was kind of like, Oh, yep. Just another show. And I'm just reading a script. Right. And it was, I wasn't really being attentive to what was happening. I remember one time um, I was sharing something with apologetics um, and a youth minister came up and said, you know, that was so cool. We had one of our kids who, uh, you know, has been struggling with faith for the longest time. And that explanation that you gave with that card trick, um, I think was the first thing that's made sense to him in a long time. Wow. And it blew me away. And I was so surprised. I'm like, whoa, something I did actually impacted. Wow. And then, it, it, but it was in a bad way. Like, like, like the surprise for me was a bad thing because for me, I was like, why am I surprised? Like, was this not the goal? Why am I coming out to all these churches and sharing that apologetic? If it's not because I believe that this message uh, can actually change hearts and change lives. And I got so used to that routine and to the script that I stopped becoming aware of for a couple of shows, I was I was just going with it, mm. and I stopped being attentive to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and that when the Holy Spirit did what I was going out there to do, I was surprised. I was like, "Why am I surprised? Is this not why I came out here to do this? Is this not the whole reason I built this show? Is for moments like this? So why did it catch me so off guard when it happened? I should be looking for these moments. I should be eager for these moments. Yes. Uh, so and almost really okay. So I find that when I do shows really the prayer of saying, God, use me and let me be a vessel. Um, and you know, I don't know what is going to happen here, but you do. So let's do this together. I think that's the, that's the, the, the moment when 
God can just really take off. And there are times that I'll say things during shows that I'm like, I didn't plan to say that or, or the spirit just moves me in this direction. Or like, I have some definite experiences that I was like, whoa, the spirit was moving. But I think that's, that should be our goal, not just on stages, but in everyday life. When you wake up, you know, when you go to work, um, right now everyone's at home, but in the household, like when you, when you say, Jesus, I'm gonna dedicate my day to you and use me in any way, shape or form, whether it's small or big, like that is our vocation to, to be the light of the world. And, um, and it's almost like we have to have to expect, um, God to do unusual things. I know, uh, I don't know if this would be a, a miracle story, but a fun faith story. Um, if you were there, it could have been like an illusion story. So my friend, Melissa, when I was in high school and I had a really strong faith, I'm about 16, 17 and my friend, Melissa's car won't start. And, um, she's like, Joe, my car won't start. And she's like, we have to call AAA. I'm like, well, Melissa, did you ask Jesus to help you start your car? She's like, no, I did not ask Jesus. I'm like, well, let's go ask Jesus. And I'm going out there with bold faith. I'm like, give me your keys. So I stick the keys in the ignition. I'm like, I asked this car start in the name of Jesus. And I turned the keys and it worked. And I'm like, oh, snap, it worked. She's like, it worked. I'm like, of course it worked. You know, like, but that's the thing. I was expecting Jesus to deliver and come through. And I think a lot of times we need to do that. If we want to see miracles, we need to, to rely on Jesus for this miracle because he's a source. I had a, a, a teacher in high school, a very uh, strong Catholic, who um, in response to when God thing, did cool things like that, his response was always, you know, always amazed, but never surprised. Right. That's such a and, good quote. And wow. I love that. I, I, that's, that's always stuck with me. It's, it's, it's every time it's like, you know what? I'm not going to be jaded by it. Like I'm, I'm, it's, it's amazing. And it's, 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 it's astounding, but you know what? I'm not surprised. Bro. And so good. I think, I think one of the, uh, the reasons, uh, that, or one of the things that I've been thinking about when I do my magic is, um, a lot of magicians will come and they'll say, Hey, come see my magic show so that you can experience wonder. Like, you can't experience wonder anywhere but a magic show. Mm. And, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of that because the way I see it is, you know what? I, you can experience wonder every day of your life. What a magic show will do is it reminds you that you're capable of experiencing that emotion because we go through our lives every single day um, just being so jaded by everything and not really being attentive to the Holy Spirit that we're never in a state of awe and wonder and joy as much as we really should be with the amazing God that we have. And so when you come to a magic show, you know, all I'm doing are illusions. They're just card tricks. It's just, you know, sleight of hand. But what I'm, I'm, I'm doing is I'm just reminding you, hey, this feeling, that, that wonder and that joy, even though what I'm doing isn't real, that feeling is a real feeling mm. and you can experience that. And maybe you haven't experienced that in a while. Maybe this is the first time in a while you've experienced that. And what I encourage you to do is when you leave this show, go out there and seek those experiences out in your everyday life. Seek joy, wonder. Now that you remember what this feels like, hold on to this because you don't need a magic show to experience it. You can, you can find it out there. And, 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 and the, the truth is that the fullness of wonder, the fullness of joy, the fullness of that surprise, you know, is, is rooted at the cross, right? It's rooted in Christ. All day, every day, bro. That was so well said. It was so beautiful. And I'm so thankful um, for you, for your time. I'm so excited. I'm just visualizing um, what God's going to do with you as his instrument um, in spreading the gospel. So uh, I'll be praying for you consistently. 
Um, and hey, anybody listening or watching that wants to bring John Collarbrini out, where can they contact you uh, to to reach yeah. out? I appreciate that, man. And yeah, uh, my so my website is catholicmagician.com. It's easy to remember. Love it. So uh, catholicmagician.com. And uh, I'm on Instagram at Bernini Magic, B-E-R-N-I-N-I Magic. So that's, those are the two best places to find me. And I think you also have a TikTok as well. Yes, I recently started to figure out, I'm trying to figure out how TikTok works. And I've, I've been trying to get into that game. So we're, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, as a magician, I'm sure you can, you can find some hacks. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, bro. And so what's your TikTok handle? Oh, TikTok also uh, Bernini Magic. Love uh, it. Same as Instagram. Love it. Fantastic. Well, um, before we go, I got, I got two questions for you. Uh, number one, one thing that uh, most people do not know about you. Ooh, one thing most people don't know about me. Um, I, would, I would say a lot of people, uh, they don't know. So I... I I'm really into into writing poetry. Really? Um, and in writing poetry that discusses the theology and theological ideas. Wow. Um, I don't really publish these. Um, I've published poetry before, but, but these theological ones, I, I haven't really, I don't really share them with anyone, but I feel like it's a really cool way to express yeah. um, the, to, to combine the theology, uh, the, the intellectual side with the, with the beautiful and emotional side of our faith and bring them together. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I think poetry is a way that to do that. Um, yeah, that's I think beautiful. That's something a lot of people don't know about me. I love it, man. Okay, well, maybe we should talk talk poetry, talk rap a, a bit. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I started writing poetry in in high school, and that was such a great way for me to express what was real to me, what I was going through, and yeah, so beautiful. I love it. I love it. Okay, um, final question before we get into some fun questions. Um, if you could have the whole world listening right now to you. What would you tell them? I would say, don't ever be afraid to seek the truth, because a lot of times we are scared to ask the tough questions in our faith because we're scared that we're going to find an answer we don't like. But the faith in in God, in my opinion, comes from you know what? If God really is the truth, then no matter how far I seek this out. No matter how deep I dive into this, no matter what the tough what tough questions I ask, I'm going to grow closer to God because if God is truth itself, then any endeavor in pursuit of truth is going to bring me closer to Him. So don't be afraid to seek truth, and don't let uh, you know your fear of, of of finding an answer you don't like stop you from growing in your faith. Because that was a big obstacle for me. Wow! Seek the truth. That is so powerful. I love it, man. Man, so good. Well, uh, we got some fun questions. We call these rapid fire questions. So the first okay. answer that comes to your mind, just uh, spit it Ooh. out. Here we go. First question. Right. Favorite flavor ice cream? Uh, mint chocolate chip. Favorite color? Green. Musical artist you admire? Ooh, uh, you. Um, also, um, <laughs> I listen to a lot of uh, Toby Mac and uh, oh, One Republic. Favorite magician ever? David Copperfield. A book that you've read that's greatly impacted you? Uh, Bishop Barron's book on Thomas Aquinas um, has helped me understand theology really well. What inspires you? Being, people being motivated to pursue a crazy cool project for their faith and wanting to do these crazy, out, you know, really far-reaching projects because they feel like uh, it's a way to share the Holy Spirit with others. 
I love it. Favorite TV show? I love, uh, so growing up watching Penn and Teller Pool is one of my favorite shows. I love uh, watching The Office also. I mean, I know it's the standard answer, The Office, but I mean, come on. How cool is it to go from the show that you watched as a kid to then being on the show? Oh my goodness. So neat. Oh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was, that was, you know, it's like I grew up watching the show. It was my favorite TV show. And then um, it just, it was, it's just still surreal. It's yeah. like, oh, I was, I was all on that. Crazy, crazy, Incredible. Crazy. Okay. Favorite fruit. Favorite fruit. Uh, I like green apples. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Um, I would teleport. I hate, I hate travel. Life goal. Become a saint. And finish the sentence. God is. Truth. Amen. Amen, brother. Well, ladies and gentlemen, John Carlo Bernini on the mission driven podcast. Check him out. He's incredible. Love you, bro. Thanks so much for everything. No, thanks so much for having me. Peace. All right. Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. Today's Break It Down track is a vibe. I was on a run a few weeks ago and I was jamming to some uh, playlists on Apple Music and this was a dance playlist. And all of a sudden I heard this song and I started grooving. I'm like, is this a praise track on the Apple Music dance playlist? And I'm putting my hands up and I'm singing and I'm vibing. So this song is called Hallelujah by Will Clark. And uh, I love when it says in, in the song, it says, when is he coming through? When will he answer you? Well, it may not be right away. That's the thing. Sometimes we got to wait on God. We talked about that earlier today. We have to wait on God's time. And then it says this, and while you're waiting, start praising. He's going to see you through. I think of Paul and Silas in prison. They are locked up. They are beaten. But yet at midnight, they are praising God. No matter the circumstance or situation, they are praising God. And at midnight, there was an earthquake. The jail cell opened. They were free. They ended up bringing the jailer to Jesus. So powerful. We got to praise him till our situation turns around. It says, you got to lift up your voice and say, hallelujah anyway. So right now, I want you to turn up the volume and lift up your voice and say, hallelujah anyway. This is Hallelujah by Will Clark. Let's go.
Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mission Driven Podcast. Hope you gained something from this episode. I want to give a special thank you to Giancarlo Bernini for being our Mission Driven guest. Also, big thank you to Noel Melendres, my wife, for word of the day, Luke 9, 10 through 17. Also, feel free to stream Hallelujah by Will Clark, wherever you get your music. If you have any questions you'd like to submit for future episodes, please feel free to email me at joe at joemelendras.com or go to joemelendras.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow me on all social media at Joe Melendres. If you like today's episode, please feel free to rate, share, comment, and even subscribe It totally helps to get the word out. Shout out to our sponsor today, Hallow, the Catholic prayer and meditation app. So until next time, God loves you. That's right, you. And stay mission driven. Peace.